you deserve to live life with confidence. We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better. What's holding you back from being the most confident you? Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Confidently Flawed. It's your host, Brooke and Danny, here to give you the secret sauce this week again on injuries and helping to try to avoid them and all the good details part three this week we're going to focus on knees i do want to make sure we reiterate that we are not doctors we are not physical therapists we are not chiropractors if you have injuries we definitely recommend to go see a professional that specializes in injury but as a gym and just as you know, individuals with knowledge behind exercise, we just want to share tips of how to take care of potential injuries or how to work to avoid them. Because I do believe that while yes, we have maybe structural issues or genetics or whatever that may be, um, you can do a lot of things to help prevent injuries um, versus just going right into an exercise, lifting a hundred pounds, not focusing on form, right? You are going to be so much better off if you take some tips that we share here and that will help your chances with injury, not saying that you won't get them, but it'll help your chances. And I, I'm here to help any chances that we can be successful. How about you, Danny? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, you know, especially here at Raw, like we want to see people be successful. We want to see them move well. We want to see them lose weight, whatever their, their, their objective is. And, you know, we, we obviously can't help you too much if you can't even, you know, come in here, you know what I mean? With, with structural issues. So we, I, I like these topics. Um, I know a lot of people, it's not always a sexy thing is, you know, how to lose weight quickly kind of thing, but it's, it's, it's only going to help that process further along or whatever your health goal is specifically. So, you know, and I, I liked how we took the, the last approach. So I kind of want to follow the same thing. And I think, you know, we talked about the low back and, and how, how impactful that can be you know, last episode. So if you have issues and you missed that, make sure you go back and watch that one. Today, I think we should really dive into the knees and, and how mm-hmm. much they, you, cause that's, that's when you see a lot. And that's when I personally, you know, I've had three knee surgeries on my left knee, you know, so I'm, I'm very comfortable with the conversation, whether I, I want to be or not, uh, just from past experience. So I, I think hitting on the knees is, is something that, that can really help a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that we hear about all the time is the knee issues, especially, you know, in a gym setting when we talk about squats or we talk about lower body movements and the knees and knock on wood, but I have um, luckily never done the knees. My issues have always been my hips and they, I always joke, maybe in my hips go before my knees and that's just why my knees are so strong. But you know, when in my my industry in snowboarding, knees were the most common thing to go. So many of the athletes that I rode with had ACL, MCL, meniscus. I mean, it pretty much it was odd. Like I was the oddball to never have that. Um, I had all the hip stuff, but you know, so I I saw a lot of rehab rehabilitation on the knees. That, you know, I I know so many people. My dad, even himself, like knees is just it's it's common and and you hear it a lot with the concerns on working out and squats and different movements and so i think if we can address you know certain ways to support the knees um and ways that you wouldn't think about you know danny really has gotten 
my mind thinking a lot of, it might not be the specific area that you're having, like you might have strong knees, but your knees might not, you know, support you when it comes to injuries because of, you know, weaknesses that you have on different supporting areas, you know, your muscles or your joints elsewhere. So, you know, I know Danny, like he said, he's definitely more of the expert in the knee area, him having the knee stuff, but also with exercise. So, Danny, what are some suggestions that you have with, you know, helping to support knees and, and trying to prevent injury? Yeah, the the knee is is very similar to the low back. And, you know, when it comes to the knee, like it can only do one thing. Well, two things, I guess, is it can flex and it, it, it can extend, right? That That's all it does. It just, right, like back and forth. Uh, but so a lot of the issues with the knee usually is not because of the knee. It's because of like what we talked about lap. So last episode, uh, we really dove into the the joint by joint approach, what that means, you know, what, what's foam rolling is and soft tissue. So I'm not going to harp too much on that. If you're new to this series, the, the movement and the joint uh, series, please go back and watch that first part of that first episode at, at the very least, because it's going to give you a little bit more context. You know, and I don't want to double up for everyone that does listen to, to each episode, but the, the joint by joint approach is, is essentially just saying every, every other joint for the most part is either mobility or stability, mobility, stability. The knee, similar to the low back is a stability joint. So a lot of times when you have issues in the stable joint is because the, the joints around it. So for this instance, the, the ankle and the mo, the, the hip are, are meant for mobility, right? They're meant to move in all three planes of motion. So if you're lacking in mobility in the ankles or the hips, a lot of the times the knee will, will, will take kind of the, the brunt of it. And a lot of times with meniscus and ACLs and things like that, it's generally stemming from a, a shift or a slide in the bone, you know, the, the, the femur, the thigh, and then the shin, right? Uh, when you land, because your, your body and your ligaments and tendons, which is usually what, what's the issue is in, in the knee is, is causing because it, it, you're not getting enough mobility in the hip or the ankle to, you know, you see it a lot with like jumping or, you know, probably for like snowboarding, right? Like turning mm-hmm. really fast and, and caving your knee. Like if you're not getting the mobility of your hip or ankle to do the movement, then your tendons and ligaments of the knee will try to take over and do it, right? Your body's smart and dumb, you know, it'll figure out ways to do it, even if it's not the best way for it. Right. So that's where you'll, you'll generally run into the issues. So, you know, what we, we talked about in the first low back extra series is the, the three parts to, to all of this is the soft tissue work, the stretching, and then the activating. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit with the knee and, when it comes to the knee, there's there's kind of four or so muscles that I would really focus on hitting with the soft tissue. So a foam roller or lacrosse ball, which again, watch the first episode. I talk more about what that means and what that is, but it's a poor man's massage. It helps to calm the nervous system down to to not make the, the help these muscles not be so tight and overactive, right? So the the first one is a quad or your thigh ex- or muscle here is when this is overdeveloped or you sit a lot or you do a lot of workouts that are very quad heavy and don't do enough back of the leg, like hamstring work, you could develop overuse here, um, which could put, or could put excess, you know, issues in, in how you move and put excess pressure on your knees and all that. So the first thing I would say is, is to do the soft tissue on your quads or your thigh, 
Again, I explained in the first episode how to do that, but you essentially slowly roll over that area. Anytime you find a tender spot, relax, hold and breathe, uh, breathe through it and hold it there until it subsides and move about an inch, do it again. So the, the second muscle is what's is the inner thigh. So this one's a little bit awkward, but again, you can look this up online, but how to do a foam roller with the inner thigh. That's another one, especially for women. You see it a lot is because they have, you know, what's called a higher Q angle, meaning their, their angle from their hips to their knees is, is wider hence to, to give birth. Right. So it, it's a little bit more predominant in women than as men, but men have, have issues with it too is that inner thigh tends to pull when it gets tight and overactive, it tends to pull the the knee inward. You, you also see it a lot when women go through pregnancy is their core muscles get shut off. So their inner thigh will, will try to help stabilize for the lack of core being activated. And then you just develop overuse of, of the inner thighs activating all the time. So you know, that that's one that you really see a lot in women more so than men, but even men, I would, I would stretch, I would foam roll the, the inner thigh. Um, the third one is similar to the low back is the hip flexors. This is a very common one for issues with the knees when your hip flexors are too tight. And the last one is, is the calves. Um, when, when your calves are, you know, your, your lower part of your leg are tight, the, that really limits the range or the, the ankle range of motion. And when you lack ankle range of motion, that puts a lot of excess pressure on your knee when you go to squat down or bend down or anything like that. So those are the kind of four areas that I would soft tissue first, your quad or your thigh, your inner thigh, your hip flexors and your calves. And from there, I would then stretch those same muscles third, 60 seconds each or so upwards to two minutes hit those same muscles after you soft tissue by stretching your quads, inner thigh, hip flexors, and calves. That's kind of the, the first two components of it. And then you want to, as we talked about before, you want to activate those muscles that are lengthened and weak. So again, similar with the low back because it affects the hips is your glutes. Make sure you're doing hip extension, make sure you're doing hip abduction, especially and even external rotation. If you notice your, your knees kind of turn inwards or your feet pronate, your feet kind of cave in when you walk doing external rotations of the hips, like clamshells will work really, really well. Hip extensions are like glute bridges, hip abductions, as I mentioned, are, you know, kicking your leg kind of out to the side. Again, very similar to the low back. I would, I would strengthen your core because that will help with stabilization of the knee. Not as much as the glutes. The glutes are really important for stabilizing the knee. And when your glutes aren't firing, your knee doesn't get as stable. So I would do intrinsic core core muscles here, such, you know, such as the dead bugs or the supine marches that I talked about with the low back will both work really, really well to that. And then the, the third one that I would do is, is strengthen your shin muscles, believe it or not. Not many of us strengthen or activate our shin muscles, but it's, it's the front part of your shin. So my favorite way to do it is just is raise your toes off the ground. So you're on your heels, the opposite of what a lot of people try to do. A lot of people do what's called calf raises where they push off their toes and lift their heels. You actually don't want to do that. If you have knee issues, I'd recommend to stay away from that. What you want to do here is have your heels on the ground and then lift your toes up off the ground, um, both toes, and then walk on your heels, right? That will really strengthen that, that shin. At first you'll feel like this is just weird. Um, but after like 20, 30 seconds, you'll start really feeling that burning in your leg, walk around, do it for two, three minutes at a time. If you can handle that, do that with your, your program. And that will, that will really help with 
activating those weak muscles that that are limiting your knees from being able to do that what they want and Brooke, you talked about this in the first episode or asked me about it is do they want to hit certain movements all the time anything there but like what I would suggest if you have knee issues, try to do like a two to one ratio of like backside of the body. So like hamstring and glute exercises to anterior front sides of the body, like your thighs and things like that. Because generally, not always, generally though, most people with knee issues are very strong neurologically in their like quads and their thighs, but pretty weak in their hamstrings and glutes. So I would, I would definitely focus more on strengthening that backside as opposed to the front side of the body. I love it. So I have a question on, so when when we think knees, like what are some exercises, especially for those who maybe don't fully understand what exercises work, what, like, what would you say are some main exercises that are going to work the knees that you can kind of make sure that, for example, if, if someone writes your program for you, if, if, you know, your coaches kind of give you an idea, okay, here's what we're doing. And in your mind, you go, okay, this is knees. I need to focus on these things versus the back stretches that we talked about last week. So what are some exercises that predominantly focus on the knees? I love that you asked this question. I think with what you see in a lot of programs is it's very quad dominant, as they call it. So you're doing a lot of things on your on your quads, your thighs, and, and things of that nature. And that just that causes that can cause a, a massive overuse or just under appreciate or under focus of your, your backside, like I kind of mentioned before. So generally the two primary things that that cause the most pain for the knees and are probably overdone are squatting and lunging. But here's the thing every human is meant to squat and lunge. So Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will say, Oh, I can't squat or I can't lunge. You know, I'm not supposed to do this and that. Like you are meant to squat and lunge. Like every time you get in your car, every time you squat down in the the bathroom, you know, go to the bathroom, right? Like when you lunge to step over something like you, we are designed to squat and lunge. The problem is, is the overuse or under development of your backside versus your front side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's where it comes into the issue. And then running and jumping can also negatively affect it if your body is not in good alignment. So I think when it when it comes to squatting and lunging, I, w- I would suggest to maybe modify first, and then you can look at avoiding as you build this, this three-part system up in terms of stre- foam rolling, stretching, activating is from squatting, go from body weight to, or like, like if you're using weights, drop the weights and just do body weight, right. And see Mm -hmm. how you feel there as you're doing this rehabilitation process, if you will, from there, then you go from body weight to supported. So how you can do supported squats are if you have, you know, like a TRX or suspension trainer Mm -hmm. is, you know, where you hold on to with your hands, you can use that because that'll help you keep your body more upright. That will also allow you to get more into your heels. will put some pressure more into your backside as opposed to your knees and your quads. And, or you, you can do it with a ball. So if you have like a stability ball or something like that at home, you can, you can put that against the wall, put it on like your lower back ish and then squat down, kind of leaning up against the ball and think like curving your spine around the ball as best that you can. Uh, th- that would be my suggestion when, when you're getting into that. And same thing with lunging is, is go weighted to body weight and then even body weight instead of like moving like walking lunges do static where your feet don't move you just go down and up and then from there do supported usually with like a trx or like putting your hand on a wall or a bench or something like that you can kind of like lean on a little bit and then if you need to then then avoid it right as you build up the strength and the 
the, the, the movement patterns correctly. And these are some of the adjustments we do in our workouts here at raw is, you know, instead of squatting, do a bridge, do a weighted bridge. You're still going to get some of the benefit of flexing at the knee, flexing at the hip, hitting a little bit of the quads, hitting the backside. It's going to be more posterior backside dominant than front side, but um, that's probably what you need. So doing like loop bridges instead of squats. And then instead of lunges doing what my favorite one for most people struggle with, with unilateral or single leg movements, but I would suggest doing more what's called a kickstand deadlift. So essentially you're, you're doing a hinge or a deadlift on your, say your left leg. And then your right leg is just kind of like but slightly back behind you with just the toe on the ground for extra stability, but putting most of your pressure in that front front leg there. But you can look it up, kickstand deadlifts. Um, that would be my suggestion for how to avoid these movements and still get a good, you know, kind of workout pattern in throughout your workout. Awesome. Okay. Another question that I have that I've heard with injuries is, you know, ice packs or heat, you know, heat wraps. What are your thoughts on doing that? Let's say you, you notice you're a little sore. Obviously, again, if, if you feel it's a full on injury, you definitely want to go get it looked at, but let's just say your knees are a little sore. Like for example, with me and my hips, I know I maybe didn't injure it, but sometimes just because of all of my hip surgeries and my hip injuries that it gets, it gets sore. What are your thoughts on like a heat pack or even an ice pack or an ice tub or anything like that to help support, you know, potential, you know, soreness or injuries that we might have? Yeah, I'm a big advocate of ice. Uh, I think more times than not, a lot of times it's inflammation and, the the ice baths or or cold shower or mm-hmm. something along those lines can be really really good for for the joints you know and generally it's a little bit more muscular you, you can start getting into the heat pads and things like that if you have like a strain and things like that but I, I would I would I would gear more towards ice when it comes to it but what what actually works really really well that that I do I haven't done as much lately but relatively frequently is is contrast showers so you know, if I'm, I'm really hitting the gym hard, I'm, I'm pushing myself, my joints are a little sore, things like that. I'll do a contrast shower, which is also good for your nervous system is, you know, I'll do very, very cold or as cold as I can handle that will help with, you know, um, inflammation help with the nervous system, things of that nature. And then I'll do heat as hot as, as hot as I can. And I'll go back and forth between the two for say 30 to 60 seconds each. And it will help with like improving blood flow, which will help mm-hmm. with recovery. Now, most of your joints don't get a lot of blood flow. It's it's really more going to be the muscular system there. But I think when it comes to the joints, I would I would stick to more ice. And then when it comes to just in general for overall soreness and help and, and things like that, I think doing a combination of, of both can be helpful. And there's some benefits to doing kind of that contrast, you know, kind of situation there. But when I'm specifically talking about the joints, generally the 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 ice is going to be you know probably a little bit more impactful. Or okay. Something like that. No, I've heard some amazing things, especially about you know cold showers, ice, you know ice baths. I mean, I, I I've taken ice baths my whole life, just through my snowboard career. Whenever I have any issues, and it's so good for inflammation. So that definitely makes sense for sure. So, all right, let's wrap this with a bow. What would you say is your one thing on the subject of injuries and knees specifically? Yeah, last last week our one takeaway was like leave leave the ego at the door, which obviously would still partake with 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 this conversation but i think when it comes to to the knee you know is is really just getting is a lot of times we'll look just at the knee like oh i have knee issues i can't do knee stuff or i can't do Mm -hmm. this or that 
is just taking the approach of, of getting really good with looking at the surrounding joints and how can I improve there? So whether you see a specialist, whether you see a coach, somebody that knows human movement patterns, things like that, and just see maybe where you have some of these impairments and just start improving the, the mobile joints so that it will directly help and affect the stable joint. So the knee is a stable joint. When it comes to the knees, really, really, really work on I would say nine out of 10 times of anybody I've worked with, which has been thousands now is generally knee issues. I, I always see at least a hip or an ankle issue, meaning they lack mobility there. So mm-hmm. more times than not, again, I'm not a doctor claiming to be, um, but it, I, I can assure probably have some movement impairment when it comes to the mobility of your, your hips or ankles. So long-winded way of saying when it comes to your knees, my one takeaway is just start working on improving the mobility of your hips and ankles and you'll you'll probably see an improvement. Love it. I, I would absolutely normally, I mean, I would say that what we said last week, but I want to be different. So I first will reiterate, leave your ego at the door, you know, make sure you modify if you need to, but I, I will find something new. And it's not necessarily something that we addressed in this week's episode, but I think it's important. And I know we have talked about it before on this show is make sure you're having the right form. Just from what I've experienced, especially with like my snowboard career and all of the injuries that I've seen with knees, it's because of, you know, improper form or it's because you're landing from a jump and your knees cave in and so your knees go out. And I think the same thing goes, especially with the predominant knee injury, quote unquote, um, through squats and lunges. Um, as a former trainer, you know, I, I saw it all the time, you know, as you start to try to add more weight or you try to, you know, do something that maybe you don't know how to do. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you know, you're doing it and your knees are caving in or your back's arched and that starts causing problems. So make sure any of these big movements, you first do it under guidance, make sure someone's there watching you. Maybe someone's there, look, someone's there looking at your form to make sure that you are doing it correctly before you progress on, whether that be adding more weight, whether that be, um, you know, going from a static lunge to a walking lunge, whatever, you know, however that goes. And if you ever find yourself maybe progressing and you're noticing, oh, I'm squatting and it's too heavy and my knees start caving in, drop the weight. It's not worth it. Make sure that you're focusing on the form. So I think the form, you know, making sure you focus on the form. And if you're sitting there listening to this, like, well, how do I know what good form is? That's why I think it's so important to either have a workout buddy who knows, have a, you know, trained professional, a coach who can watch you and can guide you through it, a personal trainer, like that truly does make a huge difference, especially when you don't know anything about form, because like Danny said, your body is designed to do these movements. What I feel happens is we watch one TikTok video of a workout that we should do. And then we go downstairs in our basements and we do it. And all of a sudden we're injured because you literally have no idea how to squat. And it is worth so much more of your time, of your money. If you hire someone or work with someone or are under guidance of how to do it in proper form. So yes, of course, leave the ego at the door when it comes to any exercises. But I would definitely say my one thing is to make sure your form is there. Hold yourself accountable to the good form. It makes a difference. Awesome, guys. Well, appreciate you guys listening in. And hopefully you're finding some value in our joint by joint series here and and some of the things that you can do to whether it's 
improve your joint range of motion and just perform better or to maybe help with some nagging issues that you've ran into and you just want to get back to it and, and be able to strengthen yourself later. So if, if you found some value, as always, we appreciate you sharing this this with other people. If you know somebody that has any joint issues or knee issues in particular, like with this episode, share it with them, email it to them, let them get some of the value here. And that's all that we ask for for doing these episodes is to help us spread the word and share the knowledge that, that we, you know, put forth and, and, you know, share with you guys here. So, um, if you can leave us a review, um, and share it with a friend and we will see you next time on the next episode of confidently flawed, where we will dive into the next joint, which is all about shoulders. Mm-hmm.